Capitalism's the true alien. Hey, hello. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones In Podcast. I'm Dry Archuleta, joined by E. Hello. And Robbie. Hey. Uh, And if I sound a little weird today, guys, it's going to be because I can't really be as uh, vocal about a lot of things. Because I got a tooth taken out. Yeah. It imploded. I have to be careful with my peas because I can't put too much negative pressure in my mouth or else, uh, gross warning, skip five seconds, yeah. uh, the blood clot will pop out of my whole, my, my tooth hole, and that's gross. So. And it causes a urinary infection, too, which is really unfortunate. Well, only for the people that I'm... Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't make you laugh, actually, thinking about it. La- laughing's fine, because okay. I keep my mouth open while doing it, but negative pressure in my mouth, no good. Yeah, okay. the- the whole negative pressure thing is like if, um, like you can't suck anything through a straw. Yeah, I can't yes. use straws. So that's why we're not watching Mary Poppins today. What? You said you had to watch out for the peas. God damn it. <laughs> it's better than the joke I was going to make about that. <laughs> I made two and neither were quite very funny, but I sure went for them. <laughs> uh, today we are going to be watching Ridley Scott's Alien. Uh, we will be watching the 4K version. And something that E asked me right away is, are we going to be watching the extended director's cut, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> is that how it sounded? That, that's, yeah, that's, that's all I hear is you start saying stuff and I hear blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, we won't be watching the director's cut, although that is an option on this. From the mouth of Ridley Scott himself, the director's cut is something that's just kind of fun and different and meant for a more modern audience of people. Because he cuts it down to be, like, it's like a minute shorter. But he cuts it down to where um, scenes don't take as long and it's a little faster paced. Because um, he thinks that's what modern audiences want. Um, and also there are a couple of scenes in it that aren't actually canon in the director's cut. Like how the aliens exist and stuff. And how they come to be. So, we're going to be watching the theatrical cut. It's a minute longer. I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> I think it's the first time I've heard a director's cut that cuts the time of the movie. Yeah, really yeah. weird. Um, I mean, in a weird way, that almost sounds like a more serious version of what they did for the director's cut of uh, Sex Drive. What? Oh, yeah. So, so it's a movie you'd hate. Yeah, you'd hate that movie. Uh, what? I know. <laughs> you tell me I have yeah, like a movie called Sex Drive. So for like the director's cut of that, because I was like during the time of like early 2000s comedies, whenever they were coming out with the uncut versions of movies. Yeah, right. And it was just like they would add like maybe a minute on there or something like that. And so like like for our director's cut, we're going to make sure that there's more boobs. And they're just like a woman that would just like randomly walk across a scene butt naked and yeah. more cock. And you would just like show it never showed the guy's face it just showed underneath his waist to like show his penis flopping around but they just like added that into scenes i remember there was one scene they're like running through a wheat field or a cornfield or something and like you see like the wheat or corn i forget which i assume it's wheat actually like <laughs> smacking them in the face and then you see a cock smacking all of the corn Ow. and then you see someone running through the corn naked and it's just boobs bouncing up and that wasn't that's just random shots that they can just insert randomly Sounds insanely painful, actually. It does sound painful, but also very unrated. Ooh, Ooh. for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll be watching the theatrical cut. You're um, not gonna watch the unrated cut of Alien. 
There's not, an, there's <laughs> thankfully not another way to cut. I'm not even sure what that would mean. Um, Every character is just naked in space. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost made it a worse joke, but that would actually ruin a scene for E. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> so I guess that's the next thing we need to do. Me and Robbie have seen this. It's been a very long time for you, Robbie. It has. I remember some key moments. Uh, the one moment that I almost spoiled just a second ago <laughs> is one of the key moments I remember. Like that one, I'm pretty sure you're going to have fun talking about how that one was uh, very under wraps for the ra- or for the actors, except for the one that was involved in it. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. There's a lot of miscommunication about what happened in that scene, actually. That scene's weird. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, like, I remember things like, I remember, like, pivotal moments and, like, the ending of it, and I remember how there was almost an alternate ending that would have, like, changed everything for the series and yeah. blah, 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 but there's, like, there's a lot of gaps of what happens in between those that I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, e, you have not Whoa. seen it. No, I haven't. So that'll be fun. Um, but before we really start talking about that and the movie, uh, let's start with Robbie. How's it going? It's going. Still working all the time. Um, last weekend was a four-day weekend, so that was nice. Uh, still ended up working at least four days this week because they asked me to come in this Friday, which not a big deal as it used to be, but like overtime just gets weird because... Usually the supervisors aren't there and they just like let us go there and work. And then but like <laughs> like the past three weeks that I've worked overtime, like someone would walk up to me and be like, hey, no, I just really want to be here. So we're just going to close up early. OK, like, oh, d- d- OK. <laughs> On your boss will go, hey, this place kind of sucks ass, right? So we're going to leave. <laughs> Not you even my boss, too. just like other employees, because like the supervisors and managers aren't there because they don't want to come or come into work on a Friday. That's stupid. <laughs> they can't prove anything. <laughs> So Pretty much, yeah. Like they just look though. at our time cards. Like, oh, everyone left at eleven. Uh, okay, <laughs> not even that. Like you guys just leave and then come back to punch out the time cards. Later. <laughs> that's extremely illegal. Yeah, that's extremely illegal. There are some people who did that and got fired where I currently work. Yeah, they catch you. They catch you doing that real fast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Definitely. but if it's the other way around where they skimp your stuff, that's slightly more legal. I mean, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. Speaking of that, actually, <laughs> oh, um, good. <laughs> so, like, one thing that happened is, uh, they we had like our yearly reviews, and like, you know, yearly reviews is usually whenever they decide like whether you're going to get a raise or not, and blah blah uh-huh. blah, and, like how yeah, well you're doing with the company. Right, right. Um, I did get a pay raise because of this. Good. However, my uh, this paycheck that I got this week was the first time that I saw said uh pay increase five cents. Actually, no. <laughs> it's actually one of the bigger pay increases I've ever gotten. I got like an extra dollar twenty-five an hour. Nice, that's yeah. really good. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. A little bit different in five cents, according <laughs> to Robbie's reaction. A dollar, add a dollar twenty to that. <laughs> um, I I say that because I've actually like had a boss come up to me like, "Hey, you got a quarter raise. You should feel proud of yourself." Before, yeah, it's happened to me too. Yeah, it kind of like a quarter raise. I'm pretty. <laughs> my the, the way that they've done it to me in the past feels like it was more of an insult than anything else. I mean, you're a higher-paying job. Like, a quarter onto yours is much different than, say, me or Jiraiya, I would mm-hmm. say. I, I feel like I don't get paid that much more than you guys. I guarantee you do get paid way more than me. <laughs> e gets paid more than Actually, I do. I think we get the same amount. Maybe you get a little more. Uh, I get fourteen fifty an hour. Yeah, he gets paid more than me. Yeah, yeah. because and my I pay have, raise, I now make sixteen an hour. Yeah, I have four raises and two promotions. And I still make less than E. So. No. To be fair, I sh- I managed to go during the proper time where every business is like, fine, we'll give you guys good wages that you can almost live off. You happy? And people are like, no, give us better wages. But I was like, I'd rather not be homeless right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. 
Anyway. Anyways, yeah. they were supposed to, since uh, my review is back in May, so it means I should have been making that much back in May, they were supposed to give us back pay, along with all the other employees that they did that to, and they gave no one their back pay yet. Did you so. raise shit? Uh, I didn't. Apparently, a lot of other people did, though. So yeah. I just like, kind of like knocked on my supervisor's door. I was like, oh, yeah, like I figure I should probably say something. But like he looks at me, he's like, no back pay? He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. You and no one else. They kind of screwed it up over in... um. The department, but they'll take care of it. Oh, I'm sure okay. they screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sure. There's just someone over there being like, if they just don't know what it's, we save so much money. <laughs> <laughs> they do that. So many places yeah, do there that. Are, there yeah. are some pretty shitty places that will do something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I have a bunch of stories like that, though, which so I probably shouldn't get into that too much. <laughs> Tune in for the yeah, Robbie t- podcast where he talks about all his shitty employers. <laughs> yeah, talk about shitty employers and illegal things that they do to their employees. Woo. Um. But yeah, like there's that that's happening at work. Other than that, um, pretty sure we'll talk about it more on the live show. I beat Soma last week because that was one of those dry talked about it on last week's live cast. We will definitely and, be talking about yeah. it more. And I basically went home and started playing it that Saturday and then beat it on Sunday. So I just like played straight through that game. Really good. Yeah. Um, other than that, just more work. <laughs> nice. Uh, as I mentioned, I had a tooth pulled out. Yeah. And that was uh, terrible. Actually, it wasn't that bad. Like, I assume you were numbed. Yeah, they gave me like a bunch of numbing gel, and then they gave me like four shots of I assume it was lidocaine. Um, and then he's like, "I'm just gonna nudge this around real quick," and then I felt his entire body being forced into my jaw, and he's like, "All right, we got it out, no problem." Okay, cool. That always scares me, like, cause you know, like wisdom teeth and stuff. How much force? Like, I feel like, uh, like it just feels like they're gonna just like, oh, whoops, I hit the back of your throat. It totally could happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, good things to think about when. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um and this starts off the process of me um giving them all of my money for years and years to fix my horrible dental issues cuz I have so many dental issues. Yeah. So Genetics. that'll Yeah, it'll be really great to just give them all of my money for a while. That's what's going on in my life. <laughs> also on the 3 days I had off to like really heal. I watched like a bunch of movies, but again, live show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh E. Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. I had two days off for the first time in months. You were very excited. <laughs> I was, because I haven't had two days off in months. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, when you get two days off for the first time in months, you can really figure out what is possible to do in two days. Yeah. Turns out, like, when you don't have homework and, like, a bunch of things to take care of, you can just do whatever. Well, I had things to take care of, but I didn't do <laughs> I could have cleaned my house, probably, but That's I fine. didn't. It's yeah. fine. Well, yeah, so I was like... In those two days, I watched an entire season of a show. I beat a video game. I worked on my game. <laughs> just watched a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, damn, I didn't do anything. And then I was like, no way. I did a fuck ton. What am I talking about? Yeah, you just had a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. And then I... Worked on a secret project with my brother that may or may not come out in the coming weeks. We'll see. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. I look forward to that. You may or may not hear it next week. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Look forward to either hearing or not hearing about it next week. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, I guess let's get on with this. E, since you are the one who hasn't seen it, what do you think you know about Alien? All right. Um, I know this is one of the genre-defining movies and, like, Almost anything in space, especially if it's semi-horror-related, basically either pays a huge tribute or just rips off this movie. Um, yeah. 
I don't remember the main character's name. I just called him Ripley Scott, even though I know that's incorrect. Ripley. Yeah. Okay. So you basically got it. Actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If I just omitted the last name, I would. Yeah. Be fine. Yeah. Um, they're regarded as one of like the best female characters, if I remember correctly. Um, this is just like there's a crew in space, and they're like, we need to bring capitalism into space or something like that, and <laughs> and there's. There's something aboard, and the crew members are being picked off. What the hell? Oh, no. Alien. And there's an alien that's killing everyone, and then Ripley, like, fisticuffs the alien. It's like, bah, 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 and wins. Okay. Sure. And, <laughs> and people get really mad if you say, I haven't seen the aliens, because then they're like, oh, well, what do you mean the second one? Or do you mean any of them? It's like, if, I, I clearly mean any of them, by the way. I phrased it. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's cool. what I think the movie's about. Okay. Aliens in Space horror movie. Okay, okay. Um, well, like I said, we'll be watching Theatrical Cut, which is rated R and didn't have reasons for why it was rated R at the time. Violence. Just bad. Um, Blood. If you go off the director's cut, which did have a rating because it was cut together in 2003, it's sci-fi violence, gore, and language. And there's really not much of a difference between the two of them. So we're going to say that's what this is rated R for also. Nah, I'm good as the original had no language in it. <laughs> um, they just all looked at each other and went, <gasps> yeah, They just did signs. <laughs> like all the time. Runtime of 116 minutes, so just yeah, under two hours. Bad. You can watch it uh, if you have premium subscription to any of these the things. stars. No. <laughs> AMC, if you have cable, YouTube TV, Sling TV, Fubo TV, or Philo, if you have the premium packages of all those. Or you can rent it on Amazon for. Usually it's three ninety nine, but when I checked today, it was ninety nine cents. So maybe they have some sort of weird thing going on. Yeah. Mm. Uh, YouTube TV three ninety nine, Google Play, and Voodoo for three ninety nine as well. So yeah, before we go and watch it, I guess I will read off the back of the box. The one that started it all. Experience the terror from the beginning with the first chilling chapter of the Alien Saga, directed by Ridley Scott and starring Sigourney Weaver in her breakout performance as Ripley. When the crew of the space tug Nostromo responds to a distress signal from a barren planet, they discover a mysterious life form that breeds within human hosts. The acid-blooded extraterrestrial proves to be the ultimate adversary as crew members battle to stay alive and prevent the deadly creature from reaching Earth. A ship's called the Space Tug? It is a Space Tug. Oh. Its name is the Nostromo. <laughs> okay, that's yes. like, oh, look out, it's the Space Tug. <laughs> I think I watched that once. Well, like three minutes of it. Uh, I think he's just like seeing like, look out, it's a space tug. And then he just sees like a tugboat, like a a sail uh, tugboat, uh, just like going through space with like ominous music. There's there's smoke coming out of it still somehow. I mean, the idea is that it's the space version of that really, honestly. Uh, But yeah, let's go watch this movie and come back and talk about it. All right. All right. Watching Ridley Scott's Alien, 1979. Forgot to say the date earlier, so there you go. 1904. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I guess I w- I'm going to start with E. Hello. What are your thoughts on it? Spoiler free. It's pretty good. 
Okay, I'm shocked that you said that actually. <laughs> Considering what? I mean for in general you don't like horror movies though. This one's not really that scary. And That's fair. Know. This one isn't really all that scary. Okay, for like the podcast, let's see. We got what, like the thing, mm-hmm. STD, ghosts, and mm-hmm. this. Like, how many horror movies have I really seen? On the po- is that all that we've done with E on the Pod? You saw The Wailing, right? No. Oh, that was just Rocky. Me and Robbie. Yeah. Um, You weren't on Hereditary. No. <laughs> that would kill me. <laughs> uh, you saw Pandora. Pandora. Yeah, you did see that one. The dancing one? No, that's what? the with ballet. <laughs> what? No, we didn't. No. When did we do a ballet movie? The one that uh, Sam showed us. It's like, oh, oh, no. Suspiria? Suspiria. Yeah, is that horror movie. Yeah, that's a yeah. Horror movie. All right, so that's like, or what's? It? Oh, Pandorum. Yeah, yeah Rocky. that's yeah. the space yeah. one. That's the one. Uh, the one that, <laughs> after watching this, I can see was taking yeah. a couple, yeah. <laughs> couple of keys from. I guess that that one, I don't you know. Were also like, on that TV one that I can't remember the name of. Oh yeah, <laughs> the one you said was your favorite yeah, last year. I'm, yeah, I've only seen it once. So Terror Vision, Terror Vision. There yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, the one that I wasn't there for. I think no. you've been on more horror movies than Robbie, actually. <laughs> but okay, so Terror Vision, which is arguably just a comedy. Yeah, it's really good though. <laughs> I just I hated the STD one. Right, which is weird. Well, not weird. I guess knowing now, but. <laughs> But, like, I don't know. I haven't had, like, a track record of not liking horror. It's true. Like, really, like, the only one is the STD ones, like, the real standout, which I, was, there's a clear reason I didn't like that. Yeah, I think for me, the reason why I'm, like, I'm actually surprised because the way you were acting throughout the viewing <laughs> of this film made it seem like, ooh, he's going to tear this one apart. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can still like something and still give it a new beating or whatever that phrase is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's give it a new beating. I don't think but... that's a phrase, actually. <laughs> Riff it a new one. That's the phrase I was thinking of. You know, I really like Mario 64, but it needs a new beating. (laughs) That's me every time I want to replay it. (laughs) So, I mean, it could be, you could have said it worse and be like, it really needs to uh, be stretched a new hole. That, yeah, I was avoiding saying something like (laughs) riffing a new asshole or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, I like, I, I, it was pretty good. Like, I definitely see why everyone takes so much inspiration out. I will 100% say that it is amazing at nailing atmosphere. Yes. For sure. Yeah. I won't take that away from it. I have some grievances just like every movie I watch with sci-fi things <laughs> where sometimes I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense to me and seems kind of stupid. Yeah, which I get that. But then I'm on the other side of like, also though, explain anything happening in this movie <laughs> in a realistic It's because they tried to explain it and I just thought the explanation didn't make any sense. Like- the other thing you were like, oh, but what about that? Like, I think they explained that part pretty well. I just think the part I dislike doesn't make any sense because they didn't explain it at all, but acted like they did. Is it a spoiler to say which part, what it is that you don't like? I mean, is it not sure? really. Like, there's a weird machine that says it, like, calculates the differences in air molecules or some oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to demonstrate, they just waved their hand in front of it and it made sound. But does it make any sense to me how it works? Because apparently it can go through doors, also through air vents, and it can still detect something that's not moving, but not something that is moving. Like, none of that makes sense to me. Like, and I, it's a minor thing, ultimately. Yeah, I think I agree with you, but yeah. also, they fix it in the sequel. Oh, good. <laughs> like, that's really the main thing. And the other thing, I think some of the scares were a little cheap, and I think you know which of the scares I thought were a little cheap. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. About we'll those. talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's pretty good. I think the 
characters that are there for more than a quarter of the movie are pretty neat. Yeah. Actually, you know what? No, I think there's two good characters and like a a lot of filler characters, but that's every horror-ish movie. You can't yeah. you can't have a world to find every character. That's true. Yeah. Um there was one twist that we'll talk about later I thought was kind of dumb. You can probably guess, but probably, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a good movie. I think most of my flaws are probably that I'm watching it nearly four decades later, and probably some of the stuff that was really cool and novel back then isn't as much anymore. Everything's taken some sort of element from this. Yeah, and as with a lot of these movies, the big cool scene was ultimately spoiled before, like, I'll get it in spoilers for it. I didn't say it in my guess, because I was like, that's just actually a spoiler, I'm fairly certain, but... (laughs) Okay. It did have some neat twists or like neat things that I didn't know before that were set up and um typical horror thing, a lot of characters just stupid and that's the reason anything happens in this movie. Yeah. But, yes. I mean seventy nine, that's probably before people started being like, Why is everyone so stupid? Um Yeah, I would say the slasher genre was not nearly as prevalent at the time. So this yeah. was very much a slasher in space. Yeah. Um. The way that it was pitched to producers at the time. Jaws in space, right? <laughs> yes. Literally, because most producers have somebody they'll read through a script and then they'll summarize it to the actual person. Uh-huh. And the way that this was summarized verbatim was, it's Jaws, but it's in space. I mean, and that sold the movie. That, yeah, I would give that money. They uh immediately picked it up after that. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things I learned in a. I came to design classes and actually, because you know you have to know how to pitch your game. Right. So they're like, you need to have like a. 10 word maximum pitch and they were like look at alien it was its pitch was jaws in space yeah and i was like yeah all right <laughs> and i never learned how to get a 10 word <laughs> pitch but you know whatever yeah yeah yeah. but okay. uh yeah i think that's most of my thoughts good but flawed probably just because of age ultimately and again one of those things it's just so much has either in, been inspired or just straight up rifted off that yeah. You know, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Um, okay. Robbie. More or less the same. I do still enjoy this movie. Uh, I love the art style of it, but, you know, with me saying in an earlier podcast episode that um, Salvador Dali is one of my favorite artists, that means that I love really surreal things, which means I also love H.R. Geiger. Yeah. And he did a fantastic job building, a, like, an alien world and, yeah. like, making it seem very strange and surreal. Perfect fit, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I did have some problems with it, though. I think for me, it was one of those, for some reason, I remember the alien being more threatening without getting too much into spoilers. I think that's a lot of probably remembering aliens a lot. Yeah, and I think that's what it is, too, is part of it is uh, remembering the sequels, too, and like how, like how there's a lot of problems with this, and they kind of fixed it in the sequels. Yeah, so here's two things. Um, yes, H.R. Geiger did design the alien. It was based off of designs from his book, Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Good read, by the way. It's full of really interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, but they had actually a really hard time selling it to the studio, these designs, um, because that they were um, initially appalled, is what they said, by all of Geiger's <laughs> dark and disturbing imagery. Um, but Ridley Scott insisted they had to have it that way. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the designs actually did have to be changed from the original ones due to the blanket sex- sexuality. Yeah, lots of peni. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. even in the final design, there's tons and tons of sexuality. In yeah, it. it's weird. Um, it's a, literally a penis that shoots out another penis and forces itself into you. Uh, I you can't. Yeah, there's no way to get about that. It's just a, a it's allegory it for rape. It's yeah. really all it is. Um, they actually had to change the script because of that too. Originally, the person who was going to be. I, I guess I can't get into that yet. That's a bit spoilery for the story. But we will get back into that, though. Yeah. Um, the other but thing, so Put a pin in that. Yeah, put a pin in that little thing. But yeah, uh, I was going to say, that's basically, without getting too much into spoilers, that's my main problem with it, is, like, I I remember it being more threatening than what it actually is, and, like, there's certain scenes that, like, I can tell that they had to do for uh, pacing and for, you know, kind of uh, creating tension. I think it's because I can't actually see what they're doing with some of those scenes. It just kind of it kind of throws away the tension for me. Yeah, so a lot of that actually came from, there were a lot of rewrites um, talking about like the alien and how threatening they were. Yeah. Um, it was originally also supposed to be done with animatronics, but everything they wanted to do in the script that would have been animatronics, Ridley Scott claims that they just weren't there yet for the animatronics. It would have been too complicated and too expensive, especially for the budget that they had. Yeah. Um, which was $11 million, by the way. Um, to be fair, they did do a lot with $11 million. They did mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and so they wound up, and it's very noticeable, I feel, going the classic monster route of put a guy in a suit. Yeah, yeah. It, it is very obvious that is a guy, in, especially, once again, in comparison to later Alien films, that mm-hmm. this is a dude in a suit with a very long helmet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you sure notice he doesn't get to move much. <laughs> he sure doesn't. Um, there is actually, this is fun, only four minutes of Alien screen time. Nice. That is how mo- long you see the alien in this movie. Is that including like the pre-middle, the pre-forms of it? No, no. That okay. doesn't include the face hugger or the babies, you know? Okay. Yeah. That's just full alien. Four minutes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's insane. That's why there's also a lot of close-ups on like the head and stuff of the alien, because <laughs> I mean, yeah. if not, they'd just be showing a guy in a black suit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that's what's really fun about this, is like it's a very solid horror movie, right? But it's clear that everybody remembers aliens as being the thing because i think even going forward in the franchise you can see that everything takes everything they can from aliens not really alien right because as great as an atmosphere as this is creating and great world building as alien one is at creating all of it aliens is ultimately just a better movie it's just built better it's just paced better it's a different movie it is a very different movie (laughs) But it's it feels like it's a fuller realization of everything that Ridley Scott tried in the first Alien movie. Anyway, Robbie, continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I was gonna say without getting too much into spoilers, that's my main gripe about it is like, um, it feels less threatening and like there's certain things I can tell. Like it's just a dude in a suit in this one in comparison to the animatronics. Yeah, and I think it might be a sense of like you know seeing the sequels kind of spoiled this one for me. Yeah, yeah I can see I that. Guess- but other than that, I still love it. I still love the art direction of it. It still has a good, you know, for its time, it has a pretty good horror uh, script to it. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask, I think I might know the answer to this, but is it as good as you remember? I know you said a lot of, like, yeah. the tension and stuff isn't quite there anymore, but... Some parts, yes, but overall, probably not. Like, there are certain scenes that are, as I remember them, are probably as good, if not better, like... um. That goes into spoilers. Yeah. Right, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk about it later but yeah. yeah. I don't ask that a whole lot on this podcast, but this one seemed kind of like an appropriate one to ask it on. Yeah. Um, certain scenes, yes, but overall, probably not now. Okay. 
Um, okay. Yeah, that's for me. I think I pretty much made my my opinion clear on this. I think it's a very good horror movie, but it is absolutely foreshadowed by Aliens, its yeah. sequel. Um, yeah, I really like this movie. To answer E's question, I guess, about whether it's as good as I remembered or not, I actually did never saw the original Alien until I was an adult. Um, but yeah, I really like it. There's There's a lot of really good things in here, but I mean, even as much as I like this first one as a raw horror movie, for enjoyment's sake, Aliens is just a better movie. We'll um, see when we watch it next year. <laughs> hopefully sooner than that. Nah, one, we'll see, though. Next year on the dot. We're going to have nine whole other movies we can watch next year because they won't be filled with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we're putting all the Star Treks in there. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you'd have to watch the series to even understand what's happening. Nope, I'm just going in. I'm like, Star Trek Black 9. I don't know any of the names of them. <laughs> Black 9? <laughs> It's not a I, I feel thing. like if you watch just the Star Trek movies, you'll have just as much problems as I have with the Crisis games. <laughs> sure. Like, I don't remember what Crisis is. You could watch the newer trilogy and be completely fine. But if you want to watch all the Star Trek movies, that's going to be an issue. Because I never watched Star Trek. <laughs> that's how I know you wouldn't understand, because I didn't. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess I'm going to do a quick overview of this movie. Um, it's very slow, so it's actually very easy to do a quick. Yeah, I feel like giving a synopsis of, the, of this movie is pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, it's Jaws in space. <laughs> I, not I've quite. even seen Jaws. Um, it's not quite Jaws in space. <laughs> I'm just gonna when we wa- eventually watch Jaws, I'm gonna be very disappointed. It's not Alien on Earth. <laughs> I'd be very disappointed be, whenever like the whenever Jaws opens his mouth and a smaller shark doesn't pop out. I know. Of it. I'm like, where are the shit? Uh, <laughs> And then whenever they <laughs> shoot it with when they shoot the spear and it doesn't bleed acid all over the boat. <laughs> um so yeah, a hauling crew, basically a crew of semi truckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Space truckers, if you yeah. will. They have a bunch of ore and they've been waking woken up from uh cryosleep. Cryosleep, yeah, thank you. Um for some unknown reason, they eventually figure out that there is this message being sent out on this planet, an SOS basically, so they go to investigate it. And while they're there, one of their crew gets an a idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and gets something attached to their face. Um, colloquially known as the face hugger now. And while that's all going on, uh, by the way, we just skipped about forty five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of character build up there, but this is the main plot of the movie. Um, eventually an alien becomes birthed and grows to be a much larger alien and causes havoc throughout the ship, slowly picking off everybody in the crew until only one is left no there's two i guess if that's yeah it gets it gets to crowd sleep so that's two i guess yeah, yeah. we count that <laughs> being vague for the spoiler free <laughs> um and that those two go on to the second shuttle after a self-destruct destruct sequence has been started and Start to escape, but oh no, the alien is actually on that ship too. Wow. And a fight scene ensues. That alien eventually gets shot out into space. Happy ending. Happy ending. The two survivors go into cryosleep. You get a voiceover saying, hey, only survivor. All right. Talk to you later. Movie ends. And I know that's a very vague synopsis, but that's really what this movie is. There's a lot of slow tracking shots. There's a lot of silent scenes where you just hear the air. There's a lot of silent scenes where you just see footsteps going across the screen. And honestly, the entire third act is just a lot of strobe lights. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> could watch it, a lot of it. Yeah, enough that I was giving both E and Dry a headache. 
I wasn't getting a headache, but I was trying to stop the headache from being a thing. Because once <laughs> you get a headache, that's a bad sign. You got to not be looking at flashing light. I just stopped looking. I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to deal with this right now. And then like, he's like, just tell me when they stop. He's like, all right, I think they stopped. He looks, and then they start again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Robbie. <laughs> all of Act 3 is just flashing light. So I will say, seizure warning for this movie, if you haven't seen it before. Um, Act 3 is probably going to be tough to watch, I would assume. Because yes. I mean, if you have epilepsy, it may be impossible to watch the third act. It might be, because E, as far as we know, does not have epilepsy. As far I as don't I have epilepsy. <laughs> Robbie doesn't have epilepsy. But it's hard to stare at those flashing lights for 30 minutes, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, to go into the finer details, when the crew does land on that planet, spoilers from here on out, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. When the crew does land on the planet, you get a whole bunch of greatness. Like, some... Some shots they actually had to really fight for, which I thought was fun. Like the giant, uh, what is known as the space jockey now. I don't remember if they term it that in the movie. I've never heard that. I don't remember the term space jockey, and I feel like I would remember Yeah, I think fans like came up with that. But that's basically the alien that's in the giant seat. Yeah, and okay. And it's dead. Um, that's been deemed the space jockey. Um, and you get to see that great huge shot with that giant set piece. They had to really, really, really fight for that. And the only way that they were actually able to convince producers to finally let them do it was like, if we have this big giant scene, it's not going to look like a cheap movie. People are going to think it's a real movie now. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hey, you're right. People will think we spent all this money on this scene. All right, do it. <laughs> That's how they got it in there. <laughs> producers are such a fucking fickle beast. That's yeah, so they really amazing. Are. They are. Not, this is a really pivotal moment for building up tension. Nope. They don't give a shit. <laughs> they just want to know that people think it looks cool. Uh-huh. Um, okay, now. I pulled it up, and apparently it is the pilot of the engineer species. Yeah, they've explained it later. Well, they tried to explain it later on. Yeah. But space jockey is the term it's mostly known as. Yeah, it's sometimes referred to as space jockey. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is when you get to see, like, an entire garden of eggs. Mm-hmm. Under a mist. Under a mist, yes. you see. That's how you always see them in the series, by the way. They're always <laughs> under a mist. <laughs> that's it's it's just like it sprinkles the water on the eggs as it goes so that's how they stay hydrated yeah i mean kind of ki- kind of yeah actually <laughs> it's kind of there it's almost like an incubation chamber i'm sure yeah. yeah um but then you get the uh you get to see the inside of the egg as it starts hatching and gets onto whatever his name space is i don't remember any characters names in this except for dallas i think is that's the, the captain, captain dallas and ripley i don't remember anybody else's name Lewis, I don't know. Um, I think Lewis was one of them. Um, probably. They're all just bland names. Kane. Kane. Kane gets face hugged. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I like the effects in this movie because ultimately what they ended up doing was like, all right, it was really hard to make props and make things look ooey gooey. We just have to use actual ooey gooey things. So anything that looks like gross and gooey, it's just animal guts and stuff. Ew. Yeah. So the inside of the egg is just various animal parts put together. Yeah, like I was actually about to ask that too. It's like it almost looks like they got like an animal, like a beef liver, and just stuck it inside of that egg for that scene right there. Nothing that specific, but just animal bits, just random animal bits. Weird. And all of the jelly you see in it is literally KY jelly. Which so that was a joke that Robbie made. Yeah, I was just like, whenever like he just like touches the slime, and I was like, why is there petroleum jelly up in the air vents? <laughs> it was, it literally is. It's literally KY jelly. They, yeah, they just put that everywhere in the movie. Um, another fun thing to keep it very sexual, um, all the tendons that you see on the alien is just ripped up condoms. Yeah, 
I, I remember hearing about that. So yeah, it's literally KY jelly and condoms holding it together. Yeah. Used? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it was the seventies. Who knows? It's seventies, it's Ridley Scott. <laughs> Could have been. Um But yeah. So the face hugger attaches on, everybody freaks out. Ripley ends up being like, Hey, uh, we gotta not let them in here because quarantine and then Doc. The scientist is yeah. like, hey, no, we should yeah. let him in. Scientist named Ash. Yeah. yeah just Ash like, hey, like, fuck your quarantine. I'm letting him in anyways. And just lets him in. And then you get to see them start to discover what this face hugger is and like how it attaches to the host. And they learn that it puts something down its throat. They assume it's to feed it oxygen, which later you learn out is actually just a plant, a being inside of it. Yeah. Which is very gross. Uh, that's the part that I was referring to earlier when it's literally rape. Yeah. Um, it was originally supposed to be Ripley's character who has got the face hugger on it, but they're like, "Yeah, people probably aren't going to feel good about forcibly penetrating a woman," so they changed it. Yeah, that seems like a good. Yeah, I remember reading yeah. an article about that some time ago. Like, this was probably years ago, so I don't remember like all the finer details. But uh, they ended up changing it to like being very rapey towards men. Yeah, at some time during the production of it. Yeah, um, <laughs> something. There was a story I was reading. I didn't write it in my notes, but there's a story I was reading like. The two writers were like, so how do we get the alien on the ship? Like, what do we, how, what, how do we get it on there? Yeah, what if it just fucks the guy? And then they did it. Yeah. <laughs> they just did that. <laughs> or, well, yeah, because it is very much like this face hugger that, like, grabs onto him and then holds on for dear life while it's impregnating him. Yeah. So it's just one of those, like, weird writing room things where, like, the two writers are just joking around, like, yeah, what if it just, like, fucked him and got him pregnant? Wait, what if it just fucked him and got him pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Some guy or a producer in the background just smoking a cigarette like, you guys are geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna make so much fucking money off this. <laughs> he does not look entertained over this conversation. Fine. No. <laughs> I mean, I knew this was an allegory for it. Yeah, it's very I, clearly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, like it does like that whole thing and like makes it to where like, it's a tough little creature that like does everything it possibly can to like not get detached from its host while it's doing its thing. Yeah, like bleed acid, which yeah. I guess is just an evolutionary thing that can happen to these creatures. Yep, but yeah, you do learn about the acid blood, which does go forward in the series. Thankfully, it is taken far less seriously than no, in this, just, just, which is weird because it could have easily just killed him if it went like ten feet more. Uh huh. Than yeah. it did. Yeah. Um, so like they go to try and cut one of the limbs off of the face hugger and just blood drips out of it. Like, what the fuck? And they notice it's dripping through the floor, so they go down to the next floor and it's still dripping through that floor, so they go down to the floor under that, and then it stops dripping, and then he like sticks a pen into it to see what it's doing. He's like, Oh, it bleeds acid. Here's a pen, pen pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like holding his pen, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? You There's melted a, the tip. Such a weird thing. It's, it's weird that that didn't like stay. With the further, I I keep trying to call them evolutions, even though it's just it gets older. But it does. Yeah, the older alien does bleed acid still. Are you sure? It didn't yeah, seem to. it does in the sequel. Okay, it does. They don't. Uh, they don't ever hurt it in this. They do at the end, but I guess that's kind of far. It's in from, space already. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they kind of just go about their business, talking about like what they need to do to repair this vessel because when they landed this second shuttle that attaches their other shuttle on this planet for the rescue. A bunch of shit broke on it, so they've been trying to fix it. Eventually, they do fix it, get back up to the regular ship, and that's when the docs like starts looking into like what it is. You're like, oh, weird thing, weird thing. And yeah. Ripley is very suspicious about him. 
She is. And then I think the funny thing about this is pretty much this entire movie could have been avoided if they listened to Parker when they're like, freeze him. We'll deal with it when we get back to Earth. Yeah. It could have been avoided <laughs> if Ripley had the actual authority she had when she was in the ship. Yeah, yeah. actually. Um, which is something that they also carry forward in the series, that androids are extremely... By the way, again, we're still in spoilers. We're in spoilers for sure, but... Um, Sam, right? That you say? Ash. Ash. I don't know where I got Sam from. Got a letter in there. Yeah. <laughs> Ash um, is an android. Whoa. Which, I'll ask E, did you think that was going to be a thing? I mean, it's a generic sci-fi trope, but I get as what I was bringing. This is the twist I thought was kind of lame. Okay, okay, really? Like, yeah, interesting. Just I like doesn't it. do anything for me. Like, it's like oh, okay, instead of being like a morally corrupt character that decided to be crazy, it's just a robot that was designed to be crazy. Wow, not designed to be crazy. To specifically to, put yes, in to, the corporation's interest, though. Yeah, one. yeah. Which like, is one of those like the corporation make a lot of money if they uh, discover a new species out in the or you know yeah, out what deep if we space. found a new species that could be a war weapon yeah yeah which is literally the plot for every single alien from this point on I, don't, I just think that's <laughs> such a I just think that's like not as interesting I like it a from lot from a story perspective I mean to be just fair like they could have made Ash a human and still had the same motives of that yeah, yeah like that's the that's what bothers me about it is like at that point it's like oh, okay he was a robot so he actually never was. It was never a matter of he's just like morally bankrupt. It's just he was a robot. Um, and also powered by milk, I guess. It's just some sort of weird oil. Yeah. It's just yeah. Which oil. Like, I, to be fair, like that's kind of what are uh, not engine coolant. That's kind of what like machine coolant looks like. But still I, I think they just did that to like kind of give that weird like because, like, they don't say that he's a robot until, like, after they knock his head off. And so, just, like, mm-hmm. one of these, like, why is he, like, spazzing around and uh, coughing up milk out of work? And, like, so, I think it's just kind of, like, one of those people who haven't seen this movie before, people who saw it in theaters, are like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Kind of moment. Probably. Again, like, that's probably one of the things that was just soured by age. Like, yeah. the reveal that it was a robot the entire time is just not a novel thing. It just kind of... It was very original right. at the time, for sure. I bet. Like, again, yeah. a lot of things ripped off or were inspired by this yeah. movie. And, like, I'll give him this. He was drinking the weird milk stuff at the start, so kudos to them. They somewhat set it up, even though you could just be like, okay, they have milk on the ship, sure. Yeah. they did. And in that same scene, they foreshadow that, like, even though his programming is to follow the commanding officer, and Ripley's like, I was the commanding officer. Oh, I uh, forgot. My bad. Um, He's just... It's 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 foreshadowed, I think, well enough. But yeah, I mean, like that was just, that more just struck to me as the second protocol or whatever you want to call his primary objective mm-hmm. already took place, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his uh, his primary objective uh, took place whenever Dallas was still in charge. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they saw, because even then he's like, when they're out there, he's like, if there was a warning, it's too late anyways. Might as well just let him do it. Yeah. You know? And then when Dallas and Ripley are having that conversation, they're like, do you even know this guy? He's like, uh, not really, no. Uh, yeah. Just two days before we were set to go out, they reassigned him to us, so this is what we got. Um, So, like, there's stuff there to make you question. Yeah, him. Like, but, like, like, it's more, like, literally just, oh, he was an android the whole time. It's just not interesting to me. I like it. Be- well, again... At the time, the corporations are evil and always trying to get the top dollar was not nearly as prevalent of a subject. I'm sure. But, like, that's not, that doesn't have to exclusively be with the Android twist. Like, 
the corporations are trying for top dollar still works even if he's still a human yeah. and just morally complicit with the corporation. Yeah, but I like it more that it's just like, personally, I like it more that it's just like, we won't risk anybody we actually care about, so here's this thing that nobody has to give a shit about kind of thing. That's why I like it personally, because yeah. it's very, it screams corporation, corporation. <laughs> to me I more. mean, it screams yeah. corporation and just send someone to die, too. <laughs> but they don't want them to die. They actually want them to bring the product back. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's one of those things, like, that android would kill every single crew member to bring the bring the cargo back. Yeah, no questions asked. Exactly. Because there's no moral compass for it to say otherwise, but I I I kind of see where Dry comes with this, but I also see where E comes with this too of like this the only thing that would be different in the script is they couldn't talk to him while his head is detached to his body. <laughs> yeah, That's the only dead. thing that would change if <laughs> yeah. he was human. Yeah, I I understand like where you're coming from. Yeah. Like definitely now it is super cliched for like the evil guys actually an evil android. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I I get where you're coming from. Okay, yeah, it really is mostly just age is why I don't care for it. Because, like, even there are a lot of stories that I think it actually just straight up is a negative to. Like, this one, it's like, okay, yeah, capitalism bad, of course. But, <laughs> like, there's a lot of stories where, like, having it be there was never any moral dilemma because they were a robot the entire time kind of sullies the <laughs> point of the story sometimes. I, just some I've seen specifically have I could issue. see that. But, like, as the series goes on, the theme of Alien really is corporations suck. And so this is like the first nail in the coffin of like showing throughout the entire series of how corporations are fucking everything. Um, So I think like in the world, it fits better. Sure. Most likely. Also- I mean, it would also explain why, you know, they're in the year, what, 2037? Yeah. And they're still using CRT and vector graphics. <laughs> yeah, that makes me laugh that they have high-tech androids that can be exact, like... Exact imposters among human. humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they still use CRTs. Yeah, it's silly. Yeah, it is. Uh, but to be fair, it was made in nineteen seventy. Yeah, there's a lot of things like, that are silly, like the fact that they smoke on a spaceship. Yeah, <laughs> you hey, should not do that. They figure out how to have a factory setting with water leaking from the ceiling in a spaceship too. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, so that makes me want to. I joked when we were at that part of the movie where I was just like, oh, the rain room. Because it's just <laughs> raining in one of these rooms. So, like, they kind of explain why it would be dripping, because, like, the coolant is above them, they said. And so, like, it's dripping coolant. Theoretically, Which is why that, that guy is drinking it like water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it would actually make more sense of, like, hey, like, some of the water lines busted because we crashed in- onto a planet. Yeah, like, that, that was actually would... something at the end when the self-destruct sequence is happening. Like, he's like, I guess spray everything. But they actually do put a line in there to explain why there's stuff spraying everywhere it's literally releasing all the coolant into it so that the ship overheats and explodes yeah i thought that was actually kind of cool <laughs> yeah. uh, and then like, i think he just mostly got the joke that i made during that's like no nah, they're just spraying freon in the room <laughs> yeah that just felt like yeah i don't know like i get it but like it seems like a weird design flaw especially because you know theoretically people should be able to get off the spaceship and it's yeah, just spraying them minutes. everywhere yeah. <laughs> Unless they die of heat exhaustion. No, it's cool. It's cold. That's all the coolant, man. That's why she needed to get the cooling systems back up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, that doesn't bother me it's as totally much. totally not a plot I just hole. thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. like, in the list of stuff that actually bothered me and the stuff that I just find kind of funny, that's definitely on the latter half. Like, the stuff that actually bothered me, I, I brought it up earlier, the weird machine that can... Detect air molecules or whatever the fuck. Micro air molecules. Micro air molecules. <laughs> except if they're aliens 
apparently sometimes i mean i guess the idea is like evolution or whatever it's like adapting to the yeah atmosphere i assume that's something that goes that's done better in the sequels because that seems to be a big thing in a lot of references to this movie but this movie did not actually do that much that it adapts to the atmosphere yeah i mean that's kind of all you get it adapts to the atmosphere okay now you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't know like it's yeah just like again it's because they tried to explain it and it was just such a half-assed explanation is why it bothered me so much because like no nah, fucking air molecules and then they're just like wah, 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 wah. i mean the air molecule thing is dumb they they just completely get rid of that thing in the future yeah, and like, they just have a sonar yeah like that makes way more sense or like yeah. have some, like a heat signature or something and that's why the alien could disappear because it can become they also do to. yeah that also gets uh that that's the thing in the sequels. Yeah, so it sounds like some of my complaints what? are fixed in the sequels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like we said. There's a lot of things that happen in this that are fixed in the later movies. Yeah. So after they get back up on the ship, going yes. way back to the yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. Um, and they like get up and they're like, "Hey, you need to come check out, dude. He's a uh, Kane. Kane alive. <laughs> is he is he good? You should just check it out." And they go in there and he's fine. They're getting a bunch of water. Uh, he like says the last thing he remembers is a dream where he felt suffocated, and then it cuts over to a scene. They're all eating, they're having a good time, they're joking around, and then this is the scene that Robbie was wanting to talk about. Yeah, um, which you can cut this out, but whenever we were talking earlier about like uncut scenes and like how they just like randomly put dicks in there, I was gonna say that scene. It's just like instead of an alien, just like a big black dick just goes. It kind of is. It, it essentially is yeah. a big like, white dick. Yeah, but like that a, was gonna like it was more or less is because it's gonna be a spoiler more than yeah. it was inappropriate. Which, so I'll say this is a scene that just everything references so much that I yeah. knew about it. Obviously, yeah, yeah. It's kind of one hard to avoid. It is. It's that and the. Uh, Darth Vader spoilers and stuff. Yeah. It's hard to not get those just because of pop culture always yeah. referencing them. Yeah. And a lot of people have that attitude of like, listen, the movie's 40 years old. If you haven't seen it yet, that's your fault. Right. But I mean, baby, yeah, you go up to newborns and you got to yell at them every spoiler <laughs> of a movie that is older than 10 years. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of fun things about this scene. There is a rumor that was finally shot down. That recently. they actually killed a man and put a thing in his chest to spur it out. No. That literally no one knew anything that was going to happen in the scene. That's not true. Okay. I, they no knew way. something was going to happen, and they knew something was going to pop out of his chest, but they didn't know what, and they didn't know that there was going to be any actual blood involved. Okay. So there's two things with this. There are only two people who knew exactly what was going to happen, that there was going to be a chest burster coming out of the shirt, um, and that there was going to be tons of blood. Also... Only Ridley Scott and the actor knew that all of the blood and guts sprayed out of it was animal blood and guts. Oh, that's kind of... That um, none of the actors knew about, and it smelled horribly. Oh, I so, bet. Oh, that's another thing I actually wanted to bring up with the animal guts and stuff. Yeah. The movie smelled horribly all throughout? Uh, Yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, anytime that there was, like, the face hugger or anything on, on scenes, like when they're doing the autopsy on the face yeah. hugger, after it dies, because... Just does that it completed its it completed purpose. its goal yeah that's yeah. kind of how some animals work their, their yeah. goal is yeah. literally just reproduce anyway the bottom of that they used they made using fresh shellfish four oysters and a sheep kidney to recreate internal organs and filming had to be done extremely quickly <laughs> because they would all go very bad very quickly under the studio lights that's very stupid okay yeah 
Yeah. But more of it giving it that gross atmosphere. I mean, it really does sound like just like this movie could have, if only this movie could have existed like, I don't know, like 10 years after when they can make practical stuff that looked as good, but oh well. Yeah, but again, like they really did for what this movie accomplishes, 11 million. Yeah, I'm not saying like it looks bad or anything. I'm saying poor actors having to deal with literal animal guts and blood. Yeah, so like. (laughs) Any reactions of the enemy sprayed with blood is real because they didn't know that was going to happen. Um, any of the sounds that you hear are sounds that were on set. They didn't know that was going to happen. So, like, when you see, I forget her name, but the girl who almost lives till the end for some reason, even though she's useless. Lawyer. L- yeah, lawyer. Uh, Lambert, yeah. you're close. <laughs> Lambert. I, can, I have an approximate knowledge <laughs> of a lot of things. Lambert, it cuts to a shot of her and blood spring on her and she freaks out. That is her very real reaction. Uh-huh. She didn't know she was going to be sprayed with blood, nor did she know it was going to be actual blood? So. That'd probably be my reaction too. Yeah. So that was her actual reaction. Also, another fun thing with this scene is when you see the chest burst like burst out initially and all the blood goes everywhere. That was actually a failed chest burst. <laughs> and Scott Ridley decided to keep it in because he thought like it built the tension up. Like, you know, something's happening. What's going to happen? Uh, which I actually agree with. Yeah. yeah. Because it normally it was just going to be chest burst and everything happens, which I feel like that would have not been, been weird. Yeah, it would have been weird. Um, I think he made the right choice on that. So I, don't I mean, the biggest with... thing about that is the way that everyone's reacting more than the chest burst itself. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna, like, how did that work with them not knowing then? Like, they they read the script. They knew something was going to pop out of his chest. They had no idea what. They had no idea how. So like, what, was it still just one take? Like, they had the failed one, and then they got the real one? Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah. okay, I, I think he's what he's like, saying is like, take. So, so that's why I was weird. Confused. That was also a huge rumor with this, is that this is all done in one take. There were two takes with a short break in between. Okay. But there was only the two chest bursts, the failed and then the complete. Yeah, so he's saying whenever you see uh, blood like splatter all over his white shirt, that was the failed chest burst. Yeah. And Uh, everybody's screaming whenever that happened. Those were legitimate reactions to Mm -hmm. that happening. Yeah, so that's cool. Because the rumor, oh, that was flying around for years and years and years that nobody knew what the scene even was. I don't... You can't do that to people, I don't think. You, you can, can, actually. Not, you can. I mean, like, not literally speaking. I mean, for this movie, I don't know if that would work as well. Um, I don't think it would work as well. I think people would be like, there's something weird going on here. Um, but there's tons and tons of, like, incidents to where they'll just give the actual script to the main star and other people just have to act in the scene and react to what's happening because mm-hmm. they don't know what's going to happen. Because they purposely don't want to tell them because they want to get real reactions. Happens in horror movies constantly. Yeah. Just because they want real fear. That's in a weird like sci-fi alien thing like this is in '79. I don't know if it would have worked as well as just like something's gonna burst out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those things because I heard more or less like somewhat the same story, but it was just one of those like the one that I heard is like the actors knew something was gonna happen, but the only ones who actually knew what was gonna happen was Ridley Scott and John Hurt, which John Hurt was a guy who yeah. had the alien yeah. popping out of his chest. <laughs> Could you imagine if they if they were like, nope, he didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> we just told him to get under the table. He had no idea. <laughs> so what we ended up doing is we had a arm. Um, we are uh, Someone uh, ended up putting a cockroach in the back of his shirt, and so him flipping around is him freaking out because he feels a cockroach crawling around in his back. Oh, that'd be, that'd so be awful. And right. then, like, the mechanism goes off. <laughs> they just put on, they tell him to put on this weird shirt, and they're like, what, what, what is this? No, it's okay. It's like a, it's like a bulletproof it's vest. A space sh- it's a space shirt. <laughs> um, so that's actually one scene that I think you can, you cannot tell that there is a weird effect going on there. Yeah, it works um, pretty well. They literally just had him under the table with his head poking out. And then it was just the dummy there. 
Mm, yeah. I, I think like you really can't tell, honestly. Yeah, like it, it looks like he's squirming. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, from that point on, Alien scuttles off. Yeah, uh, which very was... thing looking scene. <laughs> yes, very thing looking. Um, happened before thing. Though. Yeah, that's it. A... <laughs> Because I, I was asking when they happened, because it was this scene and a later scene is why I was asking oh, yeah, when it yeah. happened. Um, they what are... later scene? Oh, just with the flamethrower. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the flamethrower being so prominent. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, the flamethrower thing being so prominent has a lot to do with Vietnam. Probably. Because... I mean, like, uh, well, even, like, when was flamethrower? Flamethrower was, like... We Six. had flamethrowers in World War Two still. Yeah, but I think like, we had flamethrowers in World War One. Yeah, but flamethrowers were made illegal during Vietnam because of how inhumane. Yes, yeah, because of how inhumane they were, and they were on the TV all the time with people flame their flamethrowers and stuff like that. There was still war footage going on in theaters at the time yeah. before. I mean, so. also I was gonna say there is a very famous Vietnam photo of an eleven-year-old girl uh, running through the streets covered in napalm. So, yeah. so flamethrowers were very much in the pop culture at the time yeah so i could definitely see like them just being inspired at the same time by the same thing honestly yeah. uh, i don't think it's like i'm not I saying they copied it but like i think it's one of those like, that inspired fear kind of in the same yeah. way like with texas chainsaw massacre the sound of a loud engine going with uh you know the chainsaw at the end of it inspired fear yeah <laughs> speaking of texas chainsaw um, this movie was inspired <laughs> inspired texas chainsaw yes actually ridley scott took his inspiration for this movie from three films Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and Star Wars. So, I mean, other than Texas, like, the two things to always be inspired by in yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, from here on out, it's just 45 minutes of each character slowly being picked off by the alien. Yeah. Dallas goes in the air vents because, like, it's clearly using the air vents to move around. Yeah, so he goes in there. and All right, I forgot um one... The right guy. I don't remember his name. The one that's always like, right, right. Oh, yeah. I say always, just specifically in that scene, that and it's scene. apparently a running joke uh, with him. Brett. Right. Where like they're like, okay, guys, don't split up. And they go to try to find it. And blah, all fake out. It was the cat. Uh, yeah. So I was out. Fat, not fat, fake outs. <laughs> cat fake outs. Um, were still very much an annoying thing then. Even in 79? Yeah, yeah. because oh. there were a lot of horror movies in the 60s and 70s that used the cat fake out. So it was like a well-known thing <laughs> at the time still. It's just so silly. Like, I mean, that's something that they did in Amityville Horror, and I think that that came out the same year as this movie did. And that was, like you said, a lot of other earlier horror movies, because I think it's just like a cat, me- uh, a cat like rowing at you in a very loud, uh, at, at a very loud pitch is always... It's a shocking yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, my brain is shutting off right well, now. I don't know why. It's like, in a lot of Western cultures, like cats aren't seen, are seen kind of as bad luck or yeah, with the attribution to witches and stuff, of course. But. Yeah. But yeah, uh, a cat hiss <laughs> yeah, and cat howl are like cheap felt, scares. Yeah, it just felt cheap. And yeah. I was like, is this the reason they brought a cat into space? No, the reason the cat is in there is because they just wanted something for people to chase around and look for. <laughs> They have make... something for them to chase around and look for. But like, at this part, what if there was just an animal that everybody loved that they could go look for? They already have to look for the alien. But what if they have to put themselves in danger looking for the cat? They're already putting themselves in danger looking for the alien. 
You're telling me if Meg just started wandering around, you I'm wouldn't go looking you, for Meg. If I was in space and they were like, hey, we got to find the alien, that probably wouldn't be priority. You wouldn't go looking for Meg. Why is he in space with me is the other question. Would you want to leave Meg in your apartment or you want to take him <laughs> to space? If I was going into space, probably. That seems dangerous. They were like, hey, cat can go in. It's perfectly safe. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Cat can go too. You want to bring your cat? <laughs> I don't think I would. That still seems really scary. Seth, there are some people who would be like, yes, I'm definitely bringing my animal with me to space because I'd rather have it with me. I'd bring my cat. <laughs> you don't have one anymore. Well, I would if I had one. I'll bring Meg. <laughs> no. Meg wants to go to space. I haven't he talked likes to him. go outside open doors. <laughs> See, he wants to explore space. <laughs> he would die. That's why I'm not bringing him. Just <laughs> a cat sitting there at the airlock. Just meow, meow. It would be like I'm out. I'm like exploring, and I just hear like, <laughs> and I'm like, beg no. And then like, you're like we're opening the hatch. I'm like, no, don't do it. And then it's just like, <laughs> the cat just goes out into space, and then just like goes and starts scratching at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Much tamer joke than the one I just made. So that's good. Uh, so to answer your question no I would not bring my cat and I still think it's cheap and feels like the only reason they actually brought a cat onto the movie it is a red herring it is yeah uh, like I don't know if they if it was already established they had to find a cat too maybe but like it just came out of nowhere that they also had to find the cat when they're already searching for the alien I mean yeah I'm not gonna disagree with you. Yeah. It's it's dumb. Space I'll give him a I'll, like trope. again. That's that's in the annoy like silly annoying pile, not yeah. in the like actual issues I have. Yeah, it, well, I have issues that they put cheap tricks. So throw it in the center pile, I guess, <laughs> of just the cat. I mean, it is one of those cheap things that they do in in a lot of Hollywood movies, just to make sure that the plot keeps moving forward. And like, like, well, they have to have a reason to do this. I guess the cat's a good enough reason. I don't. It just Basically. feels so moving silly. on. Like, I don't know. What is, what if in Jaws there's just a cat that they start chasing and it like goes in the water and like you're a kitty kitty and then just a fucking shark comes out of the water at that point. Nah, they use children in that. <laughs> <laughs> but basically the same thing. Uh, like it just felt silly. <laughs> like, I agree. Yeah. It's, but, a, yeah, it's a horror um, trope for sure. Yeah, Brett's over there. They just let him go on his own. I feel like I missed a dialogue that they allowed this to happen. They just let him on his own even though they're like we should never ever disappear and never stop being in groups yeah so he's taken out <laughs> okay uh, i didn't miss the dialogue then he just yeah he just does that okay uh, whatever he's not a smart a lot man. of scenes in these like 20 minutes that just something happens off camera and they meet back in like the kitchen and they're like <laughs> yeah something happened they're like he died and we watched him die i guess yeah like and they weren't there yeah. their movie is just telling you what had to have happened because how else would they know I, yeah, that kind of felt kind of silly too. Yeah. That they're like, they they weren't there, but they they actually were because they saw the whole thing, mm-hmm. yeah, just not close enough to help. And that happens a couple times here. Yeah. Actually, um, you get the reveal that Ash is the 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 dude after a uh, captain dies. Captain Dallas dies. He and just starts doing revealed, um, What was Lawson? What was her name? Holson. It was like Lindsay? Lambert. 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 Damn it. Like, I guess she's the daughter of Dallas, apparently. Because when he's in the air vent, she starts calling him dad, I'm pretty sure. I don't recall that, but maybe. I don't think it was that. I think it's because they, uh, the computer that's running everything on the ship is called Mother. And so they keep on maybe. yelling out for Mother. No, they definitely, like, I could have swore she was saying dad when he's, like, about to be attacked by an alien. I thought she was saying Dallas. I only heard that. 
So maybe she said Dallas, and I just didn't hear the sin. I don't know. If she looks older than him, (laughs) but yeah, I think it's. I think she probably was just like yelling out Dallas. All right, I just missed the second half of every time she said Dallas. I guess I. I don't think that she. Because well, they kept on telling him to get out or get out of there. It's like Dallas is heading right towards you. Dallas, get out of there. Dallas, get out of there. And so it, it might just be her trying to like frantically say Dallas, and it's. Whenever you're in a panic, saying multi-syllable words becomes harder. Yeah, maybe. I'm not, I'm on, let me put this on record. I don't have the best hearing. <laughs> so. That's true. That is, it is completely possible I just didn't hear part of that word. I mean, um, a lot's happening there. You know, you, uh, you have her yelling, Dallas, get out of there. You have the string quartet hitting the high notes on the yeah. violin. <laughs> also, while Dallas is in the vents, he legitimately just has a flamethrower on him with the flame yeah, right in front of his face. Silly. Yeah. Like, how does that actor feel comfortable like that? Probably not. Like so, I would be so like I'm not I'm not gonna have the flamethrower on. Dallas also has a beard, you know, a very flammable thing. Right, like <laughs> it's not they didn't fake it with CG. Like that's literally a flame in front of his face. Yeah. I mean, and the sad thing is, is it might have been one of those like Ridley Scott probably told him that he has to hold the flamethrower that way, so that way they can see his face in this dark area because that's the only light they have of him. Yeah, probably actually. <laughs> that's why he wasn't in any other scenes after that. Unfortunately, <laughs> he caught his fi- his face on fire. Uh huh. <laughs> But yeah, after this, yeah. you really do just get everybody getting picked off one by one. Um, um, so yeah, it's there's a scene with Lambert and Parker, uh, wherever Parker is telling uh, Lambert to move out of the way, and she just kind of cowers in fear to this alien. So he just tries to fucking tackle the alien and gets yeeted away. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's how they die, just off screen. A lot of off screen deaths in this, actually. Yeah. I, I I mean, feel like Parker's was basically on screen. You kind of see the mouth go in, but not really. I mean, not even, it's, like he's being choked to death, and he's like bleeding out of every hole in his head. I feel like at that point he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah. So this and uh, the figuring out that Ash is the yeah. android thing, and them talking to him has already happened. And you just figure out that his whole thing was that he was sent here specifically to find this alien and once right. he found it to bring it back to earth for the right. corporation and yeah so she ripley puts on the self-destruct sequence after everybody's dead tr- obviously saves the cat yep uh runs out and stops, this is a dumb, goes back yeah this is dumb i don't like it like it's it doesn't stupid. make sense why you would even do this in a movie like she puts on the self-destruct sequence says you have five minutes before the self-destruct sequence can't be activated 10 minutes until self-destruct she starts running away sees the alien and goes back to turn the self-destruct off. Right. I don't understand I mean, it. The only thing I can think of is, like, the alien is, like, right in front of the door of the shuttle she's trying to get into. But what would turn the self-destruct off do? <laughs> Give her more time to try to lure the alien away, I guess. It's just, and that, then that, what, turn it back on? It's yes. Just, it's, it, was, it was bad decision-making from her. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was very dumb. Anyway. I think she, it's, it, it, that's one of those things I did have problems with, because, like, that is something that they do to build tension. Kind of like how she, you know, yeah. she has 10 seconds to turn it off, but then she turns it off two seconds too late, and so now she has to jump onto the shutter or else she's going to blow up with the ship. Yeah, like, they could have just had five minutes in her escape. Yeah. Like, it would have just... They they could have added five minutes to, of her trying to sneak around the alien. Yeah, like, you didn't have to do that. So anyway, she does eventually get on the other ship with the cat. Like, oh, she got away safely. Which, something you didn't see, because there's a lot of strobe lights at, at the scene. So <laughs> yeah, I couldn't look watch away. this escape uh, sequence, basically. This escape sequence, she grabs the crate with the cat that's in it. She throws the crate into the shuttle. <laughs> she literally throows it, literally and it bounces it. whenever she throws it. Then Please do not throw cats. Yes, do not throw a cat. It yeah, is do not throw a cat. 
Uh, anyway, she gets into the shuttle. She starts undressing, getting ready to go into deep sleep. Um, the scene, I mean... This is the scene I probably had the most problems it with. Feels... They give Rip... Um, I can't think of the actress's name. I don't know. Uh, Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney, they give Sigourney Weaver the smallest underwear in the world for this yeah, scene. Yeah, like, you can see her butt crack. It's so uncomfortable. It's really weird. I don't like it. Um, I didn't want to say anything during the movie, but it just makes me really uncomfortable. I think it is just uncomfortable because it's very clear it's going for some sex appeal here. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to say anything, like, rude or anything, but I've never found Sigourney Weaver to be, like, sexual in any way at all. She's always just been like, she's a fucking badass. And, like, I've never talked to anybody who's like, Sigourney Weaver, man. But this I movie mean, was... chances are in the 70s there was guys like that. Maybe, but, like, this movie was, like, really leaning at the end, like, look at her ass. Yeah. Do it. It's just weird. It's uncomfortable. Like... It would be uncomfortable with literally any person for me. I didn't right. Have, so, like it just like it just it's such blatant though. Like it's, it's extremely blatant. Like it's not like she's like slowly stripping off all her clothes instead of you know a realistic of just like tossing everything off. No, like, no, no. She slowly ta- she slowly takes off all of her clothes except for her dog tags, which she throws across the shuttle. <laughs> I fuck these. <laughs> I don't need these anymore. <laughs> Yeet. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um. It I, it makes me really look forward to our October plans because E really hates blatant sexuality, and I know what our plans for this. October I would say I are. hate blatant sexuality, but <laughs> like sex, blatant sex appeal more so. Well, let me tell you something about slashers, E. That's oh seventy percent of slashers. I know we've seen, we I've seen one, which is the Scream films, and there's still a lot in those, even though those are and those are mild. Bad. Those are those are pretty mild. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of it clear satire of uh-huh. sex appeal. Yeah. Oh, man, October's gonna be fun. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, back uh, to this. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, other than that, like, the fact that, like, the alien's just, like, there on the shuttle and, like, kind of yeah, like, snuck sleeping. his way in. And, like, <laughs> yeah, apparently he's just sleeping because it's staring, like, directly at her and, like, kind of reaching towards her, but he refuses to leave from his little hidey hole. That's me when I wake up, just like... <laughs> he's had a rough day. He ate a lot of people. He needs a nap. He has a food coma. He needs a little nap food. <laughs> I was... I got, I'll just say this now. I had like no tension left at this point in the movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like it felt forced. Yeah. I mean, there's something that I another thing about this movie that I read up about, which is like why the ending scene is the way that it is. It's not the original ending. That's true. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, that's why it feels forced because Ridley Scott also didn't want it. Um, he agrees now that the ending that they went with was the better of the two endings for like the franchise as a whole, but it is not the ending he wanted originally. I think the other ending would have been fucking ridiculous and hilarious. Um. <laughs> We're about to get into that. Right, so yeah, yeah she uh, get eventually. Yeah, she sees. Off. Yeah, because like it's just like you can't tell if it's like sleeping or if it just like refuses to move from its little hidey hole. But it's like yeah. just sitting there staring at her while she slowly puts on a yeah, space she slowly suit. Slowly unstrips. Not staring. Aliens don't have eyes, actually. Oh, okay. Echolocating. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't think you but... can silently echolocate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she does that, and then, like, she ha- the only way to get it out is by hitting it with more Freon that happens to also be in the... Apparently, I didn't get why that was the only solution here. It's the only way to get it out of its hidey hole, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why either. I think that this is a really weak part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Uh, like, th- this is probably one of the weakest parts. Like, if there was any tension left, it totally killed it right here. Yeah. Uh, she f- fights it off, shoots it out into outer space, is actually safe now. Yep, she burnt it to a crisp. And then she leaves the message being like, hey, hey fuckers. this is Ripley. Uh, I'm the Soul only one survivor. surviving. I'll be to Earth in a while, I guess. Please help. 
All right, have bye. a cat. <laughs> Credits. So here's the ending that right. Ridley originally wanted, and I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be. It's, it has to be the same one Robbie is talking about. So take yeah. it away, Robbie. So the original ending for this movie, as Ridley Scott r- wrote it, was she gets on the shuttle, um, she flies off, uh, ship blows up behind her like it does in this movie. Yeah. Um, as she's like calling to Earth to say like that she was the sole survivor of the. It's not the Nost- Nosferatu. <laughs> I was gonna say Notre Dame, but it's not the yeah Nostromo. <laughs> Nostromo, bro. Nostromo, Nostromo. <laughs> but uh, how she's the sole survivor of the ship and everything. Um, basically, the alien kills her. Like, it, if I remember correctly, it's either like rips through her chest, like the small mouth rips through her chest or something, uh-huh. and then kills her. And then the alien actually starts to mimic her voice. Saying that she's heading to Earth, and it's like the or the basically the sole survivor in that case is the alien, and it's flying towards Earth to do whatever alien thing it it does. And then the cat jumps out of Cryo's sleeve, and like <laughs> so, it's not her voice it mimics; it's da- Captain Dallas. Oh, it literally sits in the captain seat. You watch it do it. Sits in the captain seat, starts controlling things, and mimic Captain Dallas' voice, <laughs> saying that he's coming to Earth safely with the crew. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could have just ended this movie before the stupid fight scene with the alien in the escape pod. Yeah. Um, the studio literally said you have to kill the alien off or you are getting kicked off this project. <laughs> what? That's, uh, they wanted the happy ending, so he forced a happy ending. Yeah, that's the a, end. Yeah, I kind of... I, I, I mean, out of the two, I would definitely say this is the better of the two endings. Yeah, talking alien, mimicking people, real dumb. Yeah, but even again, you could have just ended this with the ship exploding, basically. Yeah, you could have. I mean, he could have had a middle ground to where, like, Ripley couldn't get off of the ship, and so, like, she basically makes sure that the alien is on the ship and, like, has, like, a confrontation with it, and then the ship blows up with both of them in it. Yeah, that would have been fine. Yeah. I'd have been great with that. So. But, you know, hindsight. Yeah. Yeah, that's Alien. Wow. Ah. Ah. Um, let's go with Robbie's final thoughts here. So, once again, I think my biggest, for me, the biggest downfall of this movie is the alien feels a lot less threatening in this than, especially in other ones, but just in general of just, like, I think they are kind of going with the whole, um, like, your imagination is more vivid than what we could show on screen is what it felt like they were going with, but it just made it feel like it was non-threatening in a lot of ways. And, like, I guess one of the things that was probably me just, like, remembering the sequels. Like, whenever he sees it in the vents, and, like, it goes to the light of it, and you just see, like, the head and two hands go, wah! Like that. <laughs> so like, that silly. just killed the tension of it being threatening. And then I had this moment of just, like, did the alien originally have just hands that were webbed together like that? But, yeah. yeah. It's, like, yeah. spiggly, spoogly. Yeah. Peek-a-boo. Yeah, that's what it, yeah, exactly what it reminded me. It was like, oh, peekaboo. Between that or, like, whenever she's on the escape shuttle and it's just, like, sitting there sleeping in the corner... <laughs> It like so that, ca- that completely, yeah, exactly. It went from being horror to like, well, this is just dumb now. Yeah, and so like, I agree. It kind of kills the tension with a lot of that, like, because the first few kills make it feel threatening, and then it just becomes less and less threatening as the movie goes I mean, on. It's definitely like turning into the action flick towards the end here. Yeah, yeah, but um, that's like my main concern about it. Other than that, like, I do love the art style, especially like the alien art style with H.R. Geiger and stuff like that. It creates, especially for this movie with it being the first in the series, creates a lot of questions and create a lot of fan theories. And like that's why it's used so much in other sci-fis because it was so iconic 
with it. So like that's really cool. The actual de- like the original designs of the aliens and like the face huggers and everything. Super creepy. Done very very well. I do like those. Like I said, it's just like mostly t- the tension of it is my main problem with it. Um there is like I said a couple little writing things that like they just had to do in order to keep the pace going for it which is dumb and I kind of realize what they do in movies like that now like the reason why they have a lot of those dumb decisions is because they need to keep the script going keep the tension going um those are dumb but I see why they're needed but all in all I'd say it's still a fun movie it still has a very great art style it has a good um has kind of like a good little like what if with it because it leaves a lot of questions especially with like the space race that they meet with the space jockey and the aliens and like leaves a lot of questions that people uh you know come up with theories on trying to answer and everything it does that very well arguably ridley scott couldn't even answer yeah uh but other than that like it's still all in all a fun movie i give it a seven out of ten but I think it's just one of those, like, because there's certain things that they fixed in the sequels that are and did it a lot better than they did in this one. It kind of almost ruins it for me in a weird way, but it still is a fun movie and I still do enjoy it. Okay. I'll give E the final word on this one. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think it's a really good movie. I think that it sets the pace for, or the atmosphere, I should say. It yeah. sets the atmosphere and the world building up in a perfect way for somebody to go and make something more of it. And I think that the initial design of Alien is really good, like you said. Yeah. Um, but the king of this, I honestly, really is up until the alien is hatched. I think the movie starts going downhill once the chest explosion has happened. Yeah. Um, up to that point, it just does an incredible job of building tension and building atmosphere and giving your character something to do and talking about it and just leaving you in silence and wondering as much as they are. I think it does a great job at that. And once they just start panicking and running around and it's a slasher movie, it starts to get boring. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's a lot of here that's really good. And uh, again, we watched it in 4K. Um, I, it looks really great in 4K. Like, you could tell me this was produced yesterday and I would believe you. It just looks pristine. Yeah. And it's one thing that I said, too, is because uh, the guy who plays Kang, John Hurt, uh, I recognized him. But I've seen movies, or I guess more recent movies, where he's an old man now. <laughs> yeah. But, like, seeing him young, it just, like, it, like you said, it feels like this is a movie that could have been shot, you know, a couple weeks ago almost because yeah. of how well they remastered it. So seeing him as a young man in that much clarity was a little bit baffling almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's not my favorite alien thing at all. It's, without a shadow of a doubt, I can say it's aliens for sure. It's yeah. just so iconic in a million different ways and does things that this does, but a little bit better. Um. Yeah, I would give this a 7.5. I think that it's a really, really good movie. It's not amazing, but yeah. it really sets the pace for something that could be better. E. Uh, yeah, this is a good movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I said it earlier. Like, it really knows how to set its atmosphere, and I think a lot of the designs are really well made. Um, and again, I like some of it might be solely just from its age and how in influential it was in the grand scheme of all of american and other cultures medias quite frankly like even like some of even like metroid and stuff were clearly inspired by a lot of the stuff oh, from aliens yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean you, you can't have a boss called ridley really yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> a clear inspiration but um there there's like not a lot of like gaping flaws in this movie that I feel are in other movies sometimes like this. Uh, 
I don't know, like it's just very solid. I don't know what to say. I haven't I haven't been tainted by knowing the sequel yet, I guess. <laughs> and in a weird and rare turn of events for this podcast, I'm gonna have the highest rating of a movie someone else did. I'm giving this an eight, honestly. I think hmm. it's really good. Okay. I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think this is a first for the podcast for a movie I didn't bring that I'm having the highest rating. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh well yeah, that was Ridley Scott's Alien. Yes. Um Apparently, the curse of knowledge uh, kind of hurt the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My pure, untainted mind s- s- prevails so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, next week, we'll be back with starting the new trilogy of Star Wars, Episode 7. Yep. Um, and then, after that, we're going to do... Um, is it okay to announce what our plans are? For yeah, I think so. Okay. We're going to try and do 80-centric classics a lot of slasher yeah i specifically requested this actually yeah uh it's it's gonna be interesting it is because there's a lot of things about movies that e really hates and that's kind of (laughs) everything a slasher is but i think it's honestly like a big hole in his movie uh knowledge of like what are these movies like why do people look at them with such revere why do people care about them? Why do they keep getting remade? Like, I think it really is important to know where well, I know it started. why they keep getting remade, because it makes money. It does make money. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there is definitely something great to know about. Like, this is where it started, and being able to discuss how those series have gone on from there. Um, I want to try and do a few double features in October, because I think that that will be... More interesting. Yeah, it'll give us a lot more to talk about because slashers it's real thin. Slashers like oh no, they found again. <laughs> they found out there's a killer. The killer kills literally everybody but one person, and the killer ogles the girl's tits before killing her. The killer never ogles. That's a sin. Sin oh. is bad. That's why they die. There's rules to slasher. <laughs> That's <films>. a sin. <laughs> Ogling. Og- yeah, the, the rest that killers do is fine. Perversion. That's the sin. Sexuality is bad. Drug. Drugs bad. No drugs, no no, no drugs, no sex. <laughs> no if you sexuality. Have sex, if you have sex and smoke of the devil's lettuce, I'm going to put a knife in your neck. That, those are the rules, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, we'll I don't more. write them. I just follow them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more into that in October, obviously. But yeah, that's our plans for October. And at the end of October, in order to stick with our deadline, we're going to have to stick a Star Wars in there at the yep. end. <laughs> so just letting you guys know that. Um, it's going to be a bunch of slasher movies. And then Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> well, just choose Star Wars. It's most like a slasher movie. There we go. We go and it has to be the specifically the eighth one. Seventh. <laughs> I thought you said eighth. Yeah, yeah, eighth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, well, we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, okay. Anyway. <laughs> e, uh, if people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? We have a link tree, L-A-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. Gives you the links to all our social medias as well as where you can listen to us. Uh, we also have an email, the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your Geigers. Ooh, oh, I think it's gonna be a bunch of dick pics, man. <laughs> Send us your non dick pic Geigers. Well, now they don't have anything to use. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be a bunch of sensor or, or a bunch of little sensor bars everywhere and then like a girl with tits in the middle <laughs> it's just gonna be like screenshots from this movie but with like the black bar at the, <laughs> the Tiffany's head that'd be great um anyway cool yeah yeah uh, Robbie 
take us out of here. So, if you're out and about, be kind to one another. Make sure to be safe out there. Remember to stay six feet away from each other. Wear masks. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. If you can, please get vaccinated. It is important. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time they've listened to us or whether you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Robbie. Not a problem. Thank you, E. Yeah. Thank you, everybody out there. Hope you're having a great week. Hope your next week is great, too. We'll see you again next time when we'll be talking The Force Awakens. Store War. Store War. The Force Awakens. The Force. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.